I've, I've got some information. I've got some information from you from the shipping container. Some dude on Twitter says he's going to LA. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's it. That's some dude who apparently is close to LeBron is tweeting people, telling them, trophy time, get ready to all the people in LA. Tweet Kyle Kuzma, you tweet a carry champion, you know, all the Laker luminaries. Right, but who is this dude? Like, I have dudes, you know, they're tweeting me that he's coming to Miami. He's, so. he's some dude. He's, he's no inferno, let me put it that way. He's no inferno? No, he's okay. just some dude need to pump up my main man cuffs. First of all, we like on this show and in life, I like to buy value stocks, buy them low before they pop, right? You like to buy low, sell high. I told you guys about Cuffs the Legend a while back. He's been out there, you know, Kevin Durant's in his Instagram mentions. Uh, He's friendly with LeBron. He's gotten in with the NBA players. I'm just telling you guys, you want to buy an early NBA stock. This guy is funny. He's interesting. He's plugged in. You've got to kind of read between the lines as to what he's saying on some stuff. Our next guest is an NBA analyst, a basketball trainer, and a social media influencer. He goes by the name of Cuffs the Legend. And you can follow him on Twitter right there. At Cuffs, C-U-F-F-S, The Legend. Portland, Miami. Portland, McKinney. Ain't got nothing to lose. This is Portland, McKinney. traffic for fun. Only traffic for fun. All I see was the struggle. It's like I'm trapped in the sun. There's no badly paid. No water, we badly paid. It better be better days on the way. That's on my dad's way. I'm pushing it hard. I'm pushing it south. If he pushing a lot, he pushing for hours. I waited and waited. I done ran out of patience. They hated and hated. Left him slow dancing and sitting fresh in my white tee. Mac 11, swear to God, I bought my first block. Broke it down and tore the block apart. I pushed and I pushed. I ride and I ride. Trying to survive on 95. Put it all on the line. Yes, sir. Welcome back, y'all, to the Some Do Show. I like to call this Water Cooler Tuesday, man. Water Cooler Tuesday. Last week, we had Joe Hayden stop by, chopping it up on the Some Dude Show. This week, I had to go down I-95. My next guest is a nine-year NFL vet. You've seen him on the New England Patriots, the Carolina Panthers, Indianapolis Colts. Very good defensive back in his time. He's also the co-host of the Man to Man podcast with Antoine Bethea. And you've seen him on the Pat McAfee show as well. One of the brightest young minds on TV today. One of my favorites on TV. You've seen him on ESPN also. I just want to welcome to the Some Do Show, the Yukon Husky great, Darius Butler. Welcome to the Some Do Show, man. Cuz, what's good, man? Appreciate you having me. Hell yeah, man. It's been a long time coming, man. We've been chopping it up on social media for a long time. So I had to yeah. go down I-95, man. So I saw you Saturday night. On ABC primetime college football with Pat McAfee and the guys, like doing a live telecast. Like, how was that experience, man? Being being like on TV, live streaming a game. It's a new experience for the fans. Yeah, that was that was uh that was dope. And like you said, it's definitely a new experience. I think um Peyton and Eli kind of really jumped it off uh, last year. At least uh, they were one of the more enjoyable um streams to watch, you know, the simulcast, the alternate telecast. So I think um uh, media companies will continue to do that. 
And uh, obviously Pat McAfee, you know, he he been a he been a trailblazer in the sports media space. Um, so he he hit me up and asked me when I come back and uh, join the crew for that. And um, you know, obviously had to tell him, yeah, it, it was dope, man, just to watch the game. Obviously that was different. And then um, we gave up gave away a lot of money um, to some good organizations and made it fun, you know, shooting and uh, throwing the ball, all kind of crazy stuff, man. That, that was that was dope, and a lot of people enjoyed it. So uh, I, I hope we could do it again. So what has it been like working with a guy like Pat McAfee? He's so unfiltered, kind of like me. You can kind of <laughs> yeah. say what you want. <laughs> you can do what you want. It's kind of different than the network thing sometimes with, like, ESPN, even though those guys are good at what they do. Like, what's the difference in working with a guy like Pat McAfee and then being on, like, the major networks? Oh, man, it, it's it's night and day. It's night and day. Um, So – Come, you know, being a player, I never, I never saw myself really getting into the media uh, after because you know you see, you know you see a lot of players going to it, and then you you see cats talking and, and having these takes, and you're like, bro, that don't, even, that don't even make sense. Like I, I was in the locker room <laughs> yeah. with you or playing against you or no, like that ain't even how we how we think or how we move. Um, and then when you, you know, a lot of times you're dealing with the networks. Um, you know, it, it, it's a lot of. Shoot, I, just straight to the point, there's a lot of old white people, old, you know, people yeah. behind the scenes telling you what to come up with, what to say, how to move, how to do it. And as a, as an athlete, as a player, somebody who's been in that space, been in those shoes, I just always told myself if I was to get into it, you know, once I retired, um, you know, I would have to do it and be authentic. And then, um, you know, Pat, uh, I've known Pat for over 10 years. And usually, you know, Cat's not really close like that with the kickers, the punters, the long <laughs> yeah, snappers, yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? They, they usually in their own little space doing their thing, but uh, we, we actually had a, a good uh, relationship, you know, in the locker room. We played, you know, we were both in the Big East together. He was at West Virginia. I was at UConn. Um, so we kind of clicked. We do the same draft class. So when I got to the Colts my fourth uh, season, he had already been there four years, and we just clicked. And then um, once he started doing his thing, uh, post football, and he retired early. He retired kind of at the top of his game, honestly. Uh, I think he had only played eight years, and uh, a lot of people called him crazy for that. But he just took off and just jumped in the deep end and just did it his way. Like you said, it's just unfiltered. You know, you you it's really like barbershop talk for for us. You know what I mean? Like the, the same conversation we had. He just have it with his boys. You know, a lot of them that he's known his whole life. Um, you don't have to come out with and follow a certain narrative. Or, or say certain things, or not say certain things. Um, so it's different. And when I went um, did some auditions and stuff with the networks, a lot of the feedback I would get was, "Oh, we, you know, we need to see like more, you know, more personality or more, more of this. We need you to kind of jump off the screen." And you know, I was like, I, I can't wake up and put on the face every day. You know what I mean? If it's something I'm going to do, it's something I'm going to do it authentically and true. So, um, you know, he, thankful to him giving me opportunities. Um, that he had, and and you know, I pride myself on adding value wherever I go. So, um, it works both ways. But it's been fun, man. And I feel like it's only really still the beginning for him in a whole new wave. You know, Draymond always says new media, yeah, and that's a real thing because people are tired of hearing that other shit for real, for real. Yeah, they tired of the other shit, and we are definitely here. The new media is here. Shout out to Draymond, man. He spearheaded, you know, that hashtag and got it really going. Because I feel like, like you said, a, a lot of fans they know the difference between the raw shit. And they know the difference between like some cookie cutter, just manufactured narratives. So like I'm, yeah. I'm happy to see you in this space. So let's get right to the shit, Darius. Get it. <laughs> did the Kansas City Chiefs and Pat Mahomes did they send a message to the whole league last Sunday 
with that ass whooping that they put on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? <laughs> did they did they send a message? Did Pat send a message to the whole NFL? Because I think, Man, I think I mean, people he's starting to hear the chitter chatter about Josh Allen being the best or Lamar Jackson. I oh th- yeah, I think Pat Mahomes has a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, and that, that's kind of what happened when a dude come on the scene like like Mahomes, and it, he was something we had never really kind of seen before. You know, you saw you know great arms. Like I remember being young watching Dan Marino, like okay, that dude's ahead of his time. And then you know Aaron Rodgers, and and then you see a guy like Mahomes to come out and fifty touchdowns, MVP, you know, AFC Championship back to back to back. People kind of get bored with that real quick and look at other things. Um, you know, people kind of get bored with that quick in, in, in sports. You know, you're kind of looking for the next hot thing. Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, um, who's in Lamar, who's the next guy? And then you lose Tyreek Hill, and then it's like, oh, shit, you know, can he still do his thing without the cheetah out there? And that was a, that was a real question because, you know, cheetah, I always compare him to, like, Steph Curry. Like, he's, he's one of one. He completely changes how defenses have to game plan and have to play offenses and quarterbacks. So some question marks, but you know he he to go out there and do what he did in Tampa against that defense, uh, against those those guys that fly around like that. I, I think he definitely sent the message not only to to the NFL but to his own team too, because you know you still got Tra- Travis Kelsey there, who's you know wide receiver one really, but the other guys really got to step up and kind of earn his trust and carve their role out. But um, if you got fifteen back there, you got Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy dialing it up. You got a chance, and Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's the most talented quarterback that I've seen. You know, I remember being young, seeing Dan Marino throw the ball, and seeing and knowing, okay, that dude's ahead of his time. Seeing Aaron Rodgers on film, like, sheesh. Um, the Patrick Mahomes and stuff he does, like every week, man. Every week he does something crazy that you never seen before. So I think Pat Mahomes definitely sent the message to a lot of people putting that forty burg on the uh, Bucks. I think he's the Steph Curry of the NFL. Like he's electrifying in the same capacity that Steph is in basketball. Like mm-hmm. he, he actually has a similar type aura about him, like his personality. <laughs> like he reminds <laughs> me of Steph on the football field. So a lot, lot of similarities. A lot of second, you know, second generation professional athletes. Um, got a different uh, confidence and calm about themselves. You know, you hear him talk or they walk in the room. It's not like. You won't think, okay, this 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 the baddest dude in here, but you know, as soon as that ball tipped off or or that first kickoff, it, it's a it's a switch that goes off, and anybody that's watching is completely captivated. So, and I definitely see the comparison between those two. So, Darius, I've been doing my knee jerk reaction power rankings every week. I've been, <laughs> I've, been I've been doing the top five, you know, legit contenders, and I've been doing the jig is hovering like the team just like. <laughs> You know, pretenders. I've been doing this every week so far. And every- That's one of my favorite cuffisms right there. The jig, the <laughs> the jig, jig is hovering, man. So I've been looking at my rankings every week, and it's fluctuating every week. And it's just showing me that it's a lot of inconsistency in the NFL right now from week to week. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a lot of teams like two and two. You know, it's a lot of inconsistent teams in the NFL right now. So... Where do you put these Philadelphia Eagles right now? Because Jalen Hurts is looking like he is a franchise quarterback now. There's no question now. So are the Eagles the best team in the NFL right now? This Just this week, because you know it's going to probably change in a week or two. It's going to change. In four weeks from now, it'll probably be a complete different conversation. But um, they got to be. They got to be one. They got to be one. Both sides of the ball. Obviously, you know, the record says it. Our last undefeated team in the league. Um, and then some people will look at the teams that they beat, like, oh, you know, all these teams they were supposed to be, they ain't played nobody yet. But 
like you said, it's a lot of two and two, one and three, a lot of teams. You you don't know who's going to do what, you know, any given Sunday um, more this year than any other year, um, honestly. So Eagles got to be one, though. Jalen Hurts is playing uh, lights out football. And I, I got the opportunity now to actually be able to watch, you know, the all 22 and really watch the film kind of like I did as a player. And seeing his growth and development is is as impressive as that Josh Allen, that jump Josh Allen made when Dayball and, and Stephon Diggs came over. And uh, that GM, man, that GM took a lot of heat, Howie Roseman, uh, last couple of years, but he's put a squad together. You know, going out and trading for A.J. Brown, who who is an animal. Yes. Um, you drafted Devontae Smith, who... Uh, who gonna show up? And he ain't gonna look look good off the bus. But once again, once that ball is kicked off, <laughs> no man gonna kill you. He's not gonna no look. No man gonna kill yeah, you. He's, he's not. He, he is not physically imposing, but he can. At all. He can really, really run those routes. He is like a real slick guy on the field, man. Yeah, and and you know, kind of, I would compare him to one of my old teammates, T. Y. Hilton. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, small guy, but good strength good great functional strength and will go up and get the ball you see that with Devontae Smith uh, obviously you know they got all the confidence in the world in each other you got a great offensive line you got a great defensive line they getting after uh quarterbacks as well and then their secondary is still the sec uh the safety position still kind of figured out got Char- Chauncey Gardner Johnson who's playing safety for the first time but he's a dog and you got Slam Bradbury in the outside so top to bottom best roster but you know that that don't really mean shit until you go out there and roll it out and put it on tape and put it on paper and that's what they've been doing week in week out so they rolling right now they definitely won um in my power rankings and I, i'm happy about it because i was i was high on jalen hurts um coming out a lot of people you know how, how, how they do with especially black quarterbacks but wasn't the greatest passer at bama got benched and you play sports I play sports, and it's a lot that you can take away even from watching from a 1,000 miles away and just watching him still be a great teammate and a great leader for that Alabama team and then going to Oklahoma and getting another opportunity in a completely different offense, you know, a, a pass first, wide open, um, complicated reads in that Lincoln Riley offense, and then seeing him thrive in that. I had all the faith in the world that once he got with a team, if they were patient with him and put some talent around him, he'll figure it out. So um, he he he's he's doing better than I even expected right now. But they definitely won in my power ranking. The thing I love most about Jalen Hurts is he's seen every form of adversity from college. Mm-hmm. So it's like nothing nothing is too big or too small. He has that even kill about yeah. him, like Eli Manning. I, I really see that yeah. in Jalen Hurts. Yeah, never rattled, uh, kind of stoic at times. And, 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 but you can tell even – and I, I listen and read, or, you know, comments that have come out of the team uh, from other older guys on the team. I remember one that stuck out, like Lane Johnson. Obviously, he's been in the league, been one of the best right tackles since he came in the league. Um, and he spoke glowingly of his leadership skills at that quarterback position. And uh, he even, even when he came in and got and replaced Carson Wentz, like that's kind of a tough spot to be in because – uh, you know, a lot, half the team, you know, half the fan base probably didn't really want that move to happen. But he came in. And he's been thriving, man. So I'm, I'm happy for him. He was actually on uh, the Manny cast last night. Yeah, too. I saw him. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of the jig, speaking of the jig, <laughs> <laughs> the jig is hovering, Darius. Uh-oh. All right. Know where you're going with the this. The jig is hovering. The Panthers, the Colts. Even my beloved Patriots. These are your former teams, man. These are your former teams. I just got to ask you right here on the Some Dude Show. 
<laughs> what is going on with these teams? The Panthers, the Colts, the Patriots. Did Baker Mayfield ruin your Sunday? That's all I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he ain't ruined mine, but I, I was actually one of the very few people, uh, I wouldn't say very few, a few people, that was still defending Baker Mayfield because I thought, you know, hey. I've been, I been trying to ride. I've been trying to yeah. be supportive. Yeah, I'm like, man, his biggest mistake was playing through that injury. He should have just chilled out, got healthy, came back. Uh, but, man, it, it, it's looking rough. And I know he didn't have a lot of preseason time with the team, but, you know, it, it's no excuse and no explanation at, th- at this point in the game. Uh, we're going into week five. The offense looks putrid right now. Terrible, uh, ben, terrible. Ben He's not doing him any favors either, calling the plays. Matt Rule, I don't know uh, who news he got, but I don't know why he still got a job uh, <laughs> down there, down there in hey, Carolina. Yo, it's a lot of empty blue seats already at the Panther Stadium right now. Yeah, it, 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 it's tough. So the jig is definitely, <laughs> definitely <laughs> up down there in uh, Carolina. Uh, and I mean, what what options you got? You you can't go back to Sam Darnold. No, you, I, no, I, you I, can't you know, do that. We've not seen enough uh, uh, of that story. Um, but uh, and then and then my Colts, man, know, they know, they know. might be the most disappointing team in the league right now, man. But uh, man, I, a lot of people were more excited about the Matt Ryan move than I was. Honestly, I wasn't. I wasn't jumping off the the, the sofa when we signed him. Got a young, a lot of young guys out in the perimeter. They actually been playing decent at the wide receiver position, but. The offensive line, man, we ain't been able to block nobody in the past game. And a lot of people look at the team and say, hey, that's one of our strengths, and it should be. But going even back to last year, they haven't been able to pick up simple stunts and blitzes up front. So your quarterback getting hit, and then Matt Ryan coughing the dope up every week. (laughs) And the the Melvin Gordon, they're doing the same thing every week. So it's it's been tough to watch watch my, uh, my coach. To start this year off, a long season, a lot of ball left, and I still feel like they have the potential to figure it out. But man, it's been it's been rough watching them. And that JT hurt too. Jonathan Taylor hurt. Oh, Shaquille man. Leonard came back. You know, Carolina prospect who, who's been you know killing since he came to the league, all pro every year. But he's been dealing with an injury, so he's kind of the heart and soul of that team. So we need him back healthy as soon as possible. But it, it's it's been rough. They call it for Frank Head down there. I think the problem with the Colts, man, they're getting these quarterbacks on their deathbed. Like they're getting guys <laughs> like Phillip Rivers way past his prime. Yep. You know, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz last year. Yep. Like they're getting guys that's like they're, they're kind of damaged goods. Do you think the Denver Broncos regret giving Russell Wilson 165 million rules? Cause Geno Smith, cause Geno Smith has better numbers than Russell Wilson right now. Nah, G- hey, Geno cooking. I had literally had this conversation with my brothers last night. I'm like, dog, I just I had to remind myself that Geno's not trash. Like he's you know, not we, trash. We we saw him, you know, get rough and kind of be put to that backup spot. But then I had to remember, like I remember dude at, at West Virginia. Like he was he was a killer at West Virginia, and he had high expectations coming into the second round pick, and now. Really got an opportunity down there in Seattle. And Seattle have some weapons outside. And they drafted Will up front with their tackles. So Geno been cooking. I want He's the top-rated PFF-graded quarterback right now. Now, you can take the PFF grades for what you want. But, you know, that, that that's that's a hell of an accomplishment right now. I think completing over 70% of his passes right now. And um, it ain't looking good for Russell Wilson, man. It, it, it's not looking good for him out there in Denver. And you really have a, just a lot of moving parts. You know, you got a new head coach. 
Um, first time play call, I believe, in Nathaniel Hackett, who, you know, a lot of people, Aaron Rodgers spoke highly of him. His, his pops was one of the, um, uh, one of the West Coast passing offense greats. So uh, it's a lot of pressure on him too. Him and Russ to figure it out, but they got it. Ain't looking good for them. Javante <laughs> Williams out for the year, so you're gonna have to depend on Melvin Gordon more times uh, now carrying that ball, and he's had ball security issues. And the defense on the other side, Russ got a great defense great, once again. Great so, defense, man. Yeah, the, the guys are balling. Certain already looks like the best corner in the league right now in year two. Um, so you got something to work with on that side, but. Russ got to be, he got to be a lot better, man. Last football question before we tap into a little bit of NBA talk before I let you go. Let's get it. Should the Dallas Cowboys go back to Dak Prescott or should they just roll with Cooper Rush? What would you do if you was, if you were the Cowboys? Because we know what Jerry Jones want (laughs) to do. You got to go back to Dak. You got to go back to Dak, man. Dak, you know. If you look at that, you, you say that's a that's a top you know ten quarterback in the league, and, and you paid him forty million dollars a year for a reason. Now, did he look good this year? Absolutely not. But he he's afforded himself an opportunity to come back, get his job back when he's healthy, um, and, and earn his money. Continue to earn his money. And now you've seen when your backup comes in. Now this is this goes for anybody, anybody that's playing sports, especially on this level. It's, you don't want your backup to get in there, you know, not even for, you know, practice. Because okay? as soon as they start making plays, getting wins, and you hate to see – it's not like a jealousy thing. You want to see guys win, but you hate to see kind of the show go on and not miss a beat with you not out there because, you know, you're expendable. That's the name of the game. So um, I'm sure Dak want to get out there as soon as possible. But, um, yeah, you got I, I would go back to Dak. I would go back and give him that opportunity. Uh, but Cooper Rush has been doing – uh, has been doing a great job, obviously holding it down, getting them wins. Kellen Moore, I think, has been calling better games, and I hope he kind of takes some of this play calling and keeps this style of play calling when Dak comes back. Uh, but uh, it's gonna be interesting, you know. Jerry, Jerry, he just gonna make he he just want to make the news where he want to make the headlines. Jerry Jones need to get his ass somewhere and sit down, man. Like he need to sit down somewhere. Like he's too, he hovers. Speaking of the jig, speaking of the jig is hovering. Like Jerry Jones is always hovering. Like it's, yeah. it's not good in the workplace. I feel like to have your owner, just <laughs> your owner is just meddling in everybody's. I mean, I know he's the owner, but it's like on yeah. the sideline, you in the press box, like you everywhere, bro. And I, I feel like it's a distraction. Oh, it's definitely a distraction. You know, your owner, he got a, a weekly radio show he do. So, you know, you always going to come out and, and have his opinion on things. And like you said, it's the owner. So, shit, what? Nobody can't tell him shit. Nobody you know can't what I mean? tell him shit. <laughs> it's his team, and he is running the most valuable franchise, sports franchise in the world. So, you know, you can't tell him he's doing anything wrong. And uh, as long as we talking about him and every major sports network is damn near mandatory. I remember I was in one of these places, and I'm like, bro, like, I'm going through the rundown, 6 in the morning, production, pre-production meeting. There's like four different Cowboys question segments in every block. I'm like, like we got to do this, and they like they, everybody looked at me like, hey, it was like a pause. Like Cowboys pay the bills, like, oh. that, and that, so that's really how it is behind the scenes when it comes to talking about the Cowboys. So Jerry doing something right, 
So I know you I know you gotta run. You're a busy man. Let's talk some hoops real quick, Darius. Yeah, let's get it. I always got time for hoops. Give me your NBA finals prediction. The preseason is starting. The Lakers played last night. It's it's starting to get rolling. Give me your NBA finals predictions for this year and your NBA MVP prediction. Ooh. Okay. Uh I'm 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 going with the Warriors. Uh, first and foremost, I'm gonna start there. I say Warriors run it back. Um, they just, you know, they got the same, the same core, the same guys. I feel like the young guys, the the, the role players they got, are only gonna get better. Kaminga, we barely saw Wiseman what he can do. Obviously, pull like all. It's just too much. It's too. It's a well-oiled machine out west, and then out east, man. I'm ju- I'm jumping back. I'm jumping back on the Brooklyn Nets train, man. I'm, oh. I'm back on the Brooklyn Nets bandwagon. I can't. KD and Kyrie, man, and, and obviously I'm, I'm hoping obviously we won't have no no other pandemic and no other mandate and nothing that can affect Kyrie off the court. But if those guys uh, lock in and really play together and, and obviously build a guy, who knows what Nash is going to do in that head coaching role. But I can't bet against the Brooklyn Nets again. Ben Simmons, I think he's going to have a great year in the role that he's going to have to do out there, play defense, bring the ball up, do your thing, like, not not looking at him to be a scoring option, really. Um, so I'm going with the Nets Warriors as my uh, finals matchup, but I think the Warriors run it back. And uh, as far as MVP, man, I might go with Embiid, man. I feel like Embiid should have won it last year, and yeah. uh, he's figured something out. If he can stay healthy again, I feel like he he, he gonna come out and be a man possessed this year. Greek Free's always a safe bet. Um, but, but MB, man, I, I really, I really love his game. So give me your all time Yukon Huskies, you know, your proud, <laughs> proud tradition, the Huskies shout out to my boy, Marcus Williams and will. Oh yeah. My dog. Yeah. Lefty point guard. One of my favorite Yukon players. Give me your all time Yukon Huskies starting five. Damn. That's tough. Um, I have to go Khalil Elamine at the point. Yes. I got him on my list. I got him at the point. Uh, do I go Ray? Yeah. Okay, I got to go Ray. I got to go Jesus Shuttlesworth at the two. Um, give me Rip at the three. Give me Rudy at the stretch four. Ooh, that's a good five. Uh, and then who's at my five? I'm going Okafor. Oh, Mecca. Yeah, Mecca. Let me think. Let me think. Mecca. Yeah, you got to go Mecca. Mecca, Mecca, he, got, he got hurt. He had some injuries, but he was like, people forget he was like the top pick in the draft, bro. For yeah, for a reason. I came in, I missed him. I actually missed him. Um, they had, but the women and the men had just won um, the back to back titles um, together. But uh, ben, him and him and Ben was some serious together. But yeah, that'll be my that'll be my five right there. I feel good with that five. So a lot of people don't know this about you, Darius, but you were a thousand point scorer in basketball. In high yep, school yep. in South Florida, right? Yeah, so, and they lied to me too on my recruiting visit. Told me they was gonna let me play both. <laughs> at, at, at UConn, uh, up in UConn, Cal- <laughs> Calhoun did ask me to play. He did ask me to come out for the team because I used to play with the boys uh, and the women every summer. And I like these dudes be on on the internet talking about the women's game and these women players. Like, guaranteed, these women will bust ninety nine point nine percent of these dudes' ass. Like I'm talking about playing with Maya Moore, 
uh, Renee Montgomery, oh, Rick Stewart. Like I'm talking about dogs. Like so, it was different. We had we had some hella fried runs in the summertime. So you were a football star in high school, yeah. a, a basketball star. What advice would you give to kids who are like two sport athletes? And you know, some kids having a hard time deciding like which path to take. What advice would you give to the two sport kids out here? I, man, I would say play just play as many sports as possible. Number one, um, I feel like you can. It's always something to learn from every sport that's going to translate over to another sport. Number one, and number two, I feel like the different sports kind of teach you different things about life too. Um, so I, I I was a basketball guy through and through. I always thought I'm going to the NBA like my whole life. I looked up to AI and, and Kobe and Jordan. Like that's who I tried to model my basketball game after. <laughs> then I had a high school a high school football coach like. Hey man, how many how many five ten guards you see out there? On the yeah. yeah, it's rare. How, how, it's how rare. many five ten cornerbacks and receivers you see out there on Sundays? Like go go out go out there go out there and, and, and put your put your money on uh, on some better odds. So I, I focused on football, but I would say play as many sports as possible for as long as possible, and then you're gonna get to a point where obviously you're gonna have to lock in and specialize on one thing. I had to do that in college. Some people play two sports in college. You see Kyler Murray, Jameis Winston. Some people play two sports in college, so you can do that as well, track, something like that. But um, I would say in high school, man, AAU, I know it, it, people got trainers and do, you know, I, I hate seeing, like, eight-year-olds, oh. you know, training six hours a day with a person. Like, just play. My thing is just play, get some dog about you, get some competitive edge about you. The skills will come, and obviously you lock in and hone those skills in, but parents – uh, kids play as much as possible and compete against the best kids that you could possibly compete against. Get your ass whooped. Find somebody that can whoop hell your yeah, ass. Hell yeah, get your ass get whooped. Better, man. Don't yeah, you got to, man. I hate seeing these kids that come around and, you know, they, oh, yeah, I'm the best at this, best at that. I'm like, bro, who you playing against? And then you go up and get some real dogs, and it's different with somebody breathing down your neck and talking shit. So, um, bump into some dogs, man. If you got to get on it, even if you got to travel a little bit and find some. Find somebody that whoop your ass and then uh, keep getting better. Real gems right here on the Some Do Show. Water Cooler Tuesday. Darius Butler. Bro, it, it was a good talk with you, bro. Thanks for coming by. Let the people know where they can find you on social media as well. Oh, uh, man. Twitter, uh, Instagram, at Darius J. Butler. Uh, it's, ain't no telling what's going to pop up on there. Whatever pops up on my I, I keep it real. I keep it authentic. It's always fun. Appreciate you, Cuss, for having me, man. It's a long time coming. We got to do it again. Hell yeah, man. Appreciate you stopping by the Some Dude Show, bro. We'll definitely link up, be in touch, bro. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. Yep. Yeah. Darius Butler, former Patriot, former Panther, former Indianapolis Colt, Great insight, man. One of the smartest young minds talking football today. And he was a thousand point scorer, man. Water Cooler Tuesday. I told y'all. We coming. Some do show. Make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all major podcast platforms, man. We back.
price is not today's price. Yesterday's price is not today's price. He's certified. 